1: We continue to steamroll through the start of the college season. It won't be long. Eh, August practices will begin to take place, and end of August, we'll be talking about uh, week zero, the early college games. It'll be here before you know it. We've taken a look at uh, the conferences uh, a little bit. We've taken an overall look at the SEC, but I wanted to go into a little bit more of a deep dive. The SEC East today. And then uh, go through the SEC West tomorrow and take a look at each of the programs, kind of where they are, what might happen, how do we kind of see it going forward um, through this season. Um, that is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast, on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I hope that you get a chance to check out LandryFootball.com, take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we've got going. Um, and you know i um i think it is a great opportunity to get involved in the game see the game from a coaching scouting and front offers perspective um so i hope you take advantage of it the scouting season offer is the best deal that we've got going um you could try that for a month or six months um but uh whatever is your Pleasure. We think you're going to love it. If it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college or NFL level, Um, we got it covered for you uh, at LandryFootball.com. Also, subscribe, like, and share for free the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So, the SEC East, it's the Georgia Bulldogs world, and the rest of the folks are just living in it. Um, Can they repeat and win the national championship? Three peaks, well, it's ridiculously tough. Can Florida make a bowl game? Is Tennessee uh, for real? Can they continue their ascension of last year without Hendon Hooker and be a factor in the SEC East race? Can they catch Georgia? Uh, are they clearly the second best team? The SEC East is certainly the SEC overall is the best in the SEC East. Is is Georgia's? you know, a division and everybody has to catch them. Let's take a look at the programs. Florida is the team that I'm most concerned about in terms of what the expectations are relative to what they are now. Um, it's a competitive division. I thought, you know, uh, you know, certainly Billy Napier struggled to this point, led the Gators to a bull berth in 22, his first season. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a regression year in 23 in terms of win losses if they don't they get the running game going and get healthy quarterback play on the offensive side of the ball, they didn't upgrade from Anthony Richardson. They got worse, arguably, in bringing in Graham Mertz and giving Jack Miller another shot. Um, those are two guys that, to me, are not SEC caliber starters. Although Richardson was not a great passer, and he certainly was a in and in is a project in the NFL. He's got immense talent, and he gave them a chance. Um, Miller did see brief action um last year wasn't all that impressed at running back uh is where the gators are going to excel the most and keep the offense in close contest they're going to have to win with defense in the running game they return montel jackson for the second straight year um you know also see trevor atien and cam carroll get touches both have some explosive qualities despite Murch's struggles Uh, especially with the Wisconsin offense that went through a lot of dry spells. Mertz actually benefits from a move like this in that he's going to be teamed with the likes of Ricky Pearsall, who led all receivers with five touchdowns and over 650 receiving yards. If he can learn the system, and he's done a pretty good job through the spring and the offseason, it might surprise a few people and maybe, maybe be in a position to get an upset here or there. They got a new defensive coordinator in Austin Armstrong from Southern Miss. It really is a bright young coach, by the way. Um, talked to Nick Saban about him, and he added him to his staff, but Florida picked him up and uh, plucked him away as the coordinator position, gave him a quick promotion. This helps the team desperately in need after injuries that depleted them years ago. Um, they've got some returning guys, Tyreek Sapp, Prince uh, Malin. uh They've got those two guys up front that helped them. Uh, they've got a gauntlet of a schedule, home game against Tennessee in week three, a trap game on the road against Lexington, a home date against Georgia, back-to-back road games against LSU and Missouri. Then they close out against Florida State Thanksgiving weekend. If a losing skit occurs, a bowl game opportunity is likely going to be dead. And finding six wins um, is going to be a challenge. And you went 33-3 and three in three years at ULL. Anything's possible. did a great job rebuilding that, but... Rebuilding in the SEC is a lot more difficult. Vanderbilt, Clark Lee, returns for his third season. Hard to believe he's in his third year. Uh, and it looks to reach his first bowl game since 18. And I think there's a positive sign. A.J. Swan returns at quarterback, showed flashes last year. 10 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. Best statistical performance game against Ole Miss. Undoubtedly have, um, some positives to build on. They've got a a number of receivers that they can spread the ball around to, Will Shepard, Jalen McGowan, Quentin Skinner. Uh, Shepard made a name for himself as a go-to guy. With more consistency, this had a chance to be a pretty decent offense. Defensively is where I'm concerned. Last two seasons have proven to be a disaster on that side of the ball. They finished at the bottom of the SEC in team scoring. On the bright side, Miles Capers, primary a pass rush target, is back after a season-ending injury. Like Florida Vanderbilt schedule, top tough stuff because they're not as good as the teams that you play in a very difficult league. Uh, home games against Kentucky, Missouri's gettable, Georgia, you know, so you've got two out of three that are very unlikely wins uh, from the end of September through mid-October. Winning two of those games really would be huge. And obviously that would be Missouri, Kentucky, Georgia's out of the question. They close the season against Tennessee. That's no longer, no longer a winnable game for them at this point. I think it's Vanderbilt in Florida for six and seven um, spot.
2: South Carolina. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void created by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
1: We'll see if Shane can take a step forward. Not as high on St. Beamer as a lot of the media is, but I do admit that they did a pretty good job last year. Um, Spencer Rattler is back at quarterback. We'll see if they can stabilize things there. It was a great win, obviously, great performance against Tennessee last year. The running back position I'm still concerned about with Juju McDowell getting most of the touches, but not making a significant impact. That could change you in his junior year. We'll see. Defensively speaking, they're sound. They've returned one of the best secondaries in the country, uh, Imanawari and D.Q. Smith, um, good tacklers on the back end. To, to go along that, they've got, uh, with that, they've got an edge rusher in Jordan Strahan, also younger, experienced, talented guys. The schedule's going to have them face some heavyweights throughout and draw road games against Georgia and Tennessee, which should be losses. They get a home field advantage against Florida, Kentucky, and Clemson. Um, yeah, Clemson is is doable. It's going to be difficult. Florida and Kentucky. Florida should be a win. Kentucky not so easy. So I, I, South Carolina is going to have to go undefeated out of conference um, before being battle tested in the SEC. I, I, I think they're probably a six seven win team. I think that's what they're that's all they're going to ever be with Shane Beamer. I don't see them getting to that next level as people think they're going to get. Missouri, I would put in the same category as South Carolina, and I think South Carolina could finish ahead of Missouri, although South Carolina, I think, has got a more difficult schedule. Missouri's going to look to get over the hump. I think it's a big year for Eli Drinkwitz in his fourth season. That Missouri job is difficult because there is an expectation and a belief that you can win and go to the SEC championship game there because they did it very early under Gary Pinkle. It's not going to happen uh, as long as Georgia and Tennessee, uh, and I know Florida's not doing what they're supposed to do, but they're not. Missouri's not penetrating the top of the SEC East unless the top of the SEC East is coming back to them, and that's what happened several years ago. I think they upgraded its offense with Kirby Moore as a new offensive coordinator. I thought he did a good job at Fresno State, did a good job with Jack Kaner, did a good job in the Mountain West. Uh, we'll see with this pass-heavy system, whether they can do something here. Um, you know, We'll see what Brady Cook can do. The running back room is a concern, not a whole lot there. Um, Despite the loss of Dominic Lovett to Georgia um, and and the great receiver, uh, the Tigers returned Luther Burden and big play threat Mookie Cooper at receiver, so that's a big positive. Um, I think the defense is where I would kind of hang my hat on here. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, can keep them in some close games. They returned Tyron Hopper, Chad Bailey. I thought both were really good at linebacker on the back end. Chris Abrams-Drain is a good cover guy. And uh, look, I mean, I thought he played well against Georgia. A manageable non-conference schedule. They could finish 4-0 and or 3-1. That's why I think they might have a better look to the outcome than South Carolina, although I think South Carolina is a little bit better.
0: Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Alabama in crossover, but they're going to face uh, hosting LSU and traveling to Georgia. A loss and a loss. They finish with Tennessee and Florida. Loss against Tennessee. Winnable game against Florida. Arkansas toss-up game in the final week, that's going to ultimately decide where they go, likely go bowling. I think it's going to be, to me, the non-conference schedule that's going to save Missouri or kill them because I think the SEC slate's going to be difficult. Um, Kentucky, um, reloaded, trying to make a push for a bowl game for the third time in four seasons. Mark Stoops, 10th season, putting together a consistent, solid program. Despite losing Will Levis to the NFL, the quarterback position is set with Devin Leary transferring from NC State. He'll manage the offense, average 20 points a game, returns to Lexington um, with Sean McVay coming from the Rams returning. So I think that's going to be real positive. The running game is not as good as it has been. Um, They found in, in Ray Davis from Vanderbilt, a guy that can be an effective runner. They need to get that going. The receiving core is a strength. They got uh, Barry and Brown and Dane Key. Um, so Leary's going to have some targets to work with. Defensively, they're solid almost everywhere, but can they take the next step and be one of the best units in the country? Deion Walker leads the defense. Uh, you know, good defensive tackle. They've got Trayvon Wallace and Derek uh, Jackson at linebacker. Um, must watch. They've got a they host in Alabama. Um, You know, I think that's going to be interesting because Alabama's going to be in title contention. Kentucky's going to be fighting for a bowl game. So I think Kentucky, uh, Missouri, South Carolina is kind of where I would go in the middle of this league. Uh, I think it's Florida, Vanderbilt at the bottom. And we'll see if one of those middling teams, South Carolina, Missouri, or Kentucky, can maybe challenge for the second spot or fall into the bottom group. Then I think we got the upper tier, and, and make no mistake that there is a precipitous drop between one and two. But number one is number two is Tennessee. Uh, they return. Um, it's a lots going to depend on Joe Milton. I think he's a little bit overrated in terms of everyone thinking that he's going to be great. I don't think he's nearly as accurate as Hendon Hooker. But I think in this quarterback-friendly offense, he's going to put up pretty good numbers. Uh, they've got a lot of depth. They've got a chance to compete. They've got a really good young quarterback, Nico Amaliva. Um, They're certainly going to be good offensively. They're going to score points. Will they score as much? Will they need to score as much? Um,
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See
1: terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, it's got Brew McCoy and Squirrel Wright coming back. Good players. Uh, Jalen Wright returns at running back. That, um, you know, Javari Small um, up front, question mark. Donnell Wright, after the NFL thought he played well. Um, Adrik Carrick came to the program from Texas on the defensive side of the ball. Um, can they just hang on? They've won against Alabama last year, but, but they had to outscore them and they needed some breaks to do it. To become more consistent, Tamarian McDonald turns that defensive back, is going to be joined by uh, Keenan Peely, uh, Gabe Julie Lally uh, of BYU. Um, they've got Aaron Beasley and Donna, uh, um, Danico Slaughter. Uh, Kind of the heart of the defense. Uh, Look, I think they can be five and up before the week six bye. They get ready for Alabama. Um, Don't think they can knock off Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I don't think they're going to have that uh, fortune this year. All they really have is Georgia, and I don't like them um, in that game, but I do think a 10 and two record is certainly possible. Uh, Nine and three, if they slip one other, I don't think they're. You know, necessarily, uh, you know, a a slip to eight and four, but nine and three, ten and two is the sweet spot for them. And of course, uh, last and certainly not least, but the 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 best is the Georgia Bulldogs. They're the class of the SECs. They're the clear favorite, and they're going to win it again, no doubt in my mind. They're simply better at every position group uh, than anybody else in this division. The only team close to them is Alabama, uh, and LSU would be. Um, the next closest, uh, you got Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey and Carson Beck and Bryant Vandergrift at running back. The um, quarterback position is going to be one to watch, but only as it relates to winning a national title, not winning the SEC. They're going to rebuild that offensive line or retool the offensive line and maintain its status as one of the best in the country. Um, Kendall Milton, outstanding runner, they're going to run the football well. Defensively, despite losing the likes of Jalen Kohler and Keeley Ringo, they've, they've gotten even better with those guys, not because they're leaving, but because Zeon Luke and Nazir Stack also return at the defensive line. Host of others. They are a recruiting machine. Schedule-wise, Georgia's in a league of their own. Um, don't see anybody beating them. Tennessee's the only team with a chance. Um, they don't need to play their B game to win most games, um, you know, they just they're, just, they're a 12-0 team if I've ever seen it. They're going to have a berth in the SEC championship game. They're going to play, likely, Alabama, and then may not have to win that game to get in the national playoffs. The question for Georgia, much like it has been for Alabama, is not about their standing in the SEC. It's, are they going to win the national championship this year? Well, they've won it the last two years. Uh, maybe they can do it again. Maybe they'll fall short, but they're definitely in the mix. They've got a favorable schedule and a dominant team to boot. That's how the SEC least looks in my view. We're going to take a look at the SEC West on our next show, so make sure that you subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's free, folks, so just subscribe, like, and share it if you would. Also, you get detailed film room analysis at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer that we have. Uh, It's the best deal we've got going. It's a 12-month deal. You can try it out for a month or six months, uh, but uh, the 12-month deal is the best one that we've got going. So check it out. As we like to say, if you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. But if it it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, on the college or NFL level, we got you covered at LandryFootball.com. Always great to be with you. We'll talk to you next time, everyone. See you over at LandryFootball.com and next time here on the Landry Football Podcast Network.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
0: Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.